Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, many of you saw it last night, the uh, blow up between me and Geraldo on Fox News. I want to explain what happened and what the backstory there is, the behind the scenes. So you understand why I was so upset last night on Fox. I want to get to that. Joe Biden totally ripping off the Trump response plan. I mean, blatantly ripping it off. Got that. Got some Adam Schiff news, a loaded news day as usual. Today's show sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy today. Don't wait at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today, sir? Hey, man, it is Friday and um, just hanging in there, brother. Went to get some uh, TP and stuff at the store and it's not there. Sold out. Somehow. You know, it's interesting. I just noticed there. just the first time is showing you kind of <laughs> Joe has not given us the whole it's fr- and I get it. I totally understand, Joe. So yeah. probably a good yeah. call, but I get it. You're you know, I did I did not coach that with Joe at all. A programming note, Joe's been working hard, Drew and Paula as well. Uh, mm-hmm. We will have two shows today. As you can see on Apple Podcasts, many of you on our audio show. We have a show specifically dedicated to coronavirus with a medical professional who wrote a viral article about myths and misconceptions. That is up there today. It's a coronavirus interview with Dr. Centeno. It's out on Apple Podcasts. It'll be up uh, on YouTube later today, but both shows will be released today. This is our yep. regular show. Please listen to them both. Don't miss it. The I did the interview last night. It's incredible. The doctor has some information you really need to know, debunking a lot of the myths Facts and fiction on coronavirus. Right. All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by right. our buddies at LifeLock. Listen, tax season's here. It can be a big pain, but it's worth it when you open the mailbox and you see an envelope you've been waiting for that return, unless it turns out somebody's already filed your tax return. My prior line of work, we used to investigate this. Sadly, ladies and gentlemen, it happens all the time, especially with the new electronic filing. Don't have your identity stolen. During tax season, your personal info, like your name or social security number, may be emailed and shared more than usual. Criminals can steal your info from devices and go sell it on the dark web or use it to commit identity theft. It it happens all too often. You need LifeLock. We use it in my house. The number one most recognized brand identity theft protection. LifeLock monitors for use of all your personal info, alerts you to possible suspicious activity. And if you become a victim of ID theft, it'll dedicate identity restoration specialists to work for it to fix it. We get the notifications on text. They're terrific. Someone checked my credit two weeks ago. Boom, text right away. Now, luckily, that was legit. Sometimes it isn't. That's why you need the protection here. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but having LifeLock means one less thing to stress about during this tax season. Join now, save up to 25, 25% off your first year. That's a lot. Just go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Do it today. All right, Joe, let's go. There's that dang bell. One thing we can't stop doing, though, is the bell. I think you'd agree. <laughs> the bell has been a hallmark of our show, thanks to Joe's creativity for a long time. And long I'm time. not letting that go no matter uh, what happens. But we'll all be all right. It's a constitutional republic, the greatest freedom-loving country in the history of the world. We will be okay. We're going to get through this. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, last night, for those of you who missed it, I, again, I try not to do this, but um, sometimes it's important. Uh, sorry, I'm just, uh, okay, drive through testing up in New York. Excellent news. I'll be, I'll be updating you on all this stuff. It's going to be, if I'm a little distracted, forgive me. I'm trying to watch the news and update you all because it's such a quick breaking news day. Yeah. I was on last time with Geraldo on the Hannity show for my regular Tuesday, Thursday appearances, and it got heated. I don't like playing my own segments, but it matters here. And I want to tell you why I got into this blow up with him and why I was so upset with Geraldo last night. And, you know, Geraldo, I go on his show and his radio show too. I'm happy to talk to him. It's not a personal thing, but I was upset about something. For those of you who missed it, here is a portion of what happened last night where I was very upset about Geraldo bringing Trump advisor Stephen Miller into a debate about coronavirus. I'll explain to you why I was so upset about it after you watch this clip. About messaging, and that speech was written by senior advisor Stephen Miller, same guy that imposed the Muslim ban, oh and pregnant gosh. women knocking over each other with babies uh, and all. You can Americans do these things, safer? you do them right. How, you do them in many... the American way. Oh, Dan, bail me out. Geraldo, uh, you realize you're repeating Chinese propaganda here. I hope you understand that. You're, oh, you may be smart enough crap. to know that. Who knows? You, you are, uh, no, no, no. What Geraldo, are you, you, what are you, you are repeating I'm, I'm, Chinese, Chinese propaganda, propaganda on you're this a network. You're a cheap shot artist. Hold on. Talk to the facts. You know Talk what? to the facts. You're I'm a 
Chinese propaganda. Okay? You know, so what you're you just not said in front of me, is Chinese propaganda. Really? I strongly suggest you rethink that approach. Uh, I don't know why Geraldo wanted to call me out into a physical altercation. I'm not a particularly violent man. I hold no, you know, personal grudge towards Geraldo. Um, <laughs> but kind of confused about that one. Yeah, lucky I'm not in front of you. Uh, you are, uh, but for not the reasons for you, not the reasons you thought. <laughs> I'm not like that at Sorry, all, though. Dude. Don't let the square jaw fool you. I'm not. I'm a peaceful guy. Anybody who knows me knows that. I can be a hothead at times, but I'm not a violent guy at all. No, no way, shape, or form. Anyone who knows me can attest to that. Why was I so upset at Geraldo for bringing Stephen Miller into it? There's a backstory here. Earlier in the day, I had seen this tweet by Geraldo. It bothered me a lot because he is repeating Chinese propaganda, whether Geraldo knows it or not. He says in his tweet, and this was earlier in the day, the European travel ban might slow the spread of Corona short term, but smacks of senior presidential aide Stephen Miller, his creepy xenophobe, this creepy xenophobe who's, ar- who's the architect of our regressive immigration policies. Due respect to real Donald Trump, but Joe Biden seems to have a better overview of the crisis. I mean, seriously, huh? folks, uh, again, it's not personal, but this is one of the dumbest tweets I've ever seen in my life. He does two things here, and this is, speaks to the larger argument. That's why it's not just personal. I'm playing my appearance not because it was about me, but because it's about a larger argument here about people doing two things. Number one, making political arguments that make no sense. And I'll get to that in a second. That Joe Biden has a better overview. He literally, not figuratively, you know, I hate the word literally. It's the most overused word in the English language. Literally ripped off Donald Trump's plan yesterday, and Geraldo missed it. Biden has a better overview. Biden's plan is Trump's plan. I'll prove it to you in a second. But secondly, making the coronavirus about immigration is exactly what China wants right now. Yep. This is full-blown, 100% Chinese propaganda. Whether Geraldo knows it or not, he has become, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to say this term, I know it sounds bad, but what the old Marxists used to call a useful idiot. Yeah. This has nothing to do with immigration policy or anti-Muslim policy or anti-China policy or anti-anything. Trump's travel restrictions are now affecting Europe. Europe. Is that anti-Muslim and anti-China too? I mean, it reeks of just ignorance. I'm sorry. So the, I was going to give him a pass, but the minute he brought up Stephen Miller, that's it. I was calling him out. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to let that go out there on Fox. I wasn't going to do it. Copy. And he should know better. Immigration policy has nothing to do with what Trump is doing right now. It is strictly disease prevention and mitigation measures. Bringing in xenophobia and Trump's Stephen Miller's immigration policy, Stephen Miller's, uh, you know, uh, known in the Trump administration for his approach to immigration, for being pretty hard line on it. That has nothing to do with this. That is strictly Chinese propaganda. That's why I was so upset, and I feel like I owe you an explanation on today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get to this Daily Signal piece in a moment, but I can't impart upon you in strong enough terms to be cautious of these two things. Do not fall prey to Chinese propaganda. We are at an inflection point right now. Where a totalitarian regime in China, which unleashed this plague on the world, is now desperate to use useful idiots in the media and elsewhere, <clears throat> useful idiots to do a look squirrel moment to make you believe their totalitarianism isn't the problem and they didn't do this, that you, the U.S. did it and capitalism did it too. This is right out of the USSR playbook from Chernobyl. And people unbelievably are advancing this propaganda. It is grossly irresponsible. Let me get to the other point first. I know I'm kind of going back and forth between the two points. Biden fleecing Trump's plan and second Chinese propaganda. Showing you again how Geraldo is wrong. Biden's got a better overview. What? Using Trump's plan? Here's a piece of PJ Media by Matt Margolis. Please read it. In the show notes again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Go there. I'll email you these articles every day. We won't spam your inbox, but they're important for you to read. Matt Margolis, PJ Media. Joe Biden blasts Trump's coronavirus response, then plagiarizes Trump's plan. Did Geraldo miss this? There were people out there 
who I respect on Twitter. Not only I don't always agree with them. They're certainly not what you would consider MAGA folks. But I respect them nonetheless. I don't do golden calf politics. I understand people have disagreements with Trump who were actually touting the Biden plan like, man, this guy's got a grip on it. Did you even read Biden's plan or listen to what he said? Biden's plan was Trump's plan from Matt's piece. And I'm just showing you a few of the things. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding. He ripped off Trump's plan. And now media people who weren't aware of Trump's plan or who just like Biden are congratulating Joe for stealing Trump's plan. Quote from the PJ media piece, Matt Margolis. Joe Biden said, quote, no effort should be spared to get private labs and universities working to rapidly expand testing for coronavirus. Congratulations, Joe. President Trump did this weeks ago when he ordered the FDA to allow hundreds of private labs and academic hospitals to rapidly begin testing for coronavirus. Did you miss that? Second, Joe Biden also said that small businesses will need relief from the economic impact of the coronavirus. Congrats, Joe Biden. Trump literally called for $50 billion in liquidity to small business owners a day prior to Biden's remarks and has asked Congress for even more relief. Biden has a better overview. He stole Trump's plan. Here's another one. Biden also said insurance companies should waive co-pays for coronavirus testing, which is a great idea. Guess what? Trump already did that too, as well as getting commitments from providers to expand their coverage, including treatment for the coronavirus in their plans. Folks, uh, again, I'm not here to worship golden calf politicians. The CDC testing mix up in the beginning, which Trump and Pence fixed right away due to regulations, was a problem, a problem they fixed. I'm not here to cover for anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm simply telling you, Geraldo and other media people promoting this argue, this ridiculous, absurd Chinese propaganda they're trying to make and arguing with people that it's xenophobic, banning travel from places like China and talking about a foreign virus. It is a foreign virus. Is actual Chinese propaganda. And secondly, arguing that Biden has a better overview of the and grasp of the problem, despite the fact that he fleeced, in some cases, almost word for word, Trump's plan is outrageously dumb. And nothing I want to get to in a moment. The, uh, plagiarist there. <laughs> <What's it? laughs> nothing yeah, new for I mean, Joe the Plagiarist. Seriously, I want to get to in a yeah. minute. How how Trump, uh, do you have that Trump tweet too, by the way? Can, can you fire that up for me? Not yet. But I want to get to this in a minute, how Trump is finally fighting back. Folks, I got more on Biden, but this is critical. And I said this a few days ago. I don't want to get into like, hey, look at me and all the people I know and me. It's, it's all dumb. It doesn't matter. Right. I'm just telling you, given the audience we have, thanks to you, people reach out to us. And we get information. Some of it we use when we verify it. Some of it we discard. The people who send me that information know that. Sometimes people call me about things I don't agree with. I say, thanks for the call. I'm sorry I disagree. I don't share the calls, who they're from. It doesn't matter. Information is good if it's fact-based, and I think it's going to be reflective on what my audience needs and believes. And it's true. I'm telling you with certainty that this argument about the testing kits is a Democrat talking point used only to bludgeon the Trump administration. Not that the testing was an issue and still is. It is. The reason it was, fact, fact, period. You understand that? Mm -hmm. I am not denying or gaslighting you. The testing problem is an issue and continues. Over. That's not what I'm I'm not what I'm arguing. I'm suggesting to you that there was a reason there was a testing problem and the reason matters. I have been bypassing the politics of this, but I'm done doing that now because the Democrats are politicizing everything in this national crisis. And honestly, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, new rules are now in effect. I'm done taking it on the chin. And the Trump administration is done too. Folks, the reason these private labs state labs and other entities could not get these testing kits out in in time is because of regulations promulgated under the Obama era, which stopped it, which took time for President Trump and Vice President Pence and the task force took a little bit of time to get rid of. Geraldo clearly doesn't know that. 
I'm genuinely sorry you've been misled. I have been avoiding mentioning the Obama administration because I don't want to politicize a national crisis. But I'm done with this BS, and you should be too. President Trump's done with it too. He has been avoiding doing this. Here's a tweet he put out today, and good for him. I'm sorry, but it's time to take off the gloves here. If you are going to make politics a central component in a national crisis, it does us no good to sit back and listen to this crap anymore. Trump on Twitter. For decades, the CDC looked at and studied its testing system, but did nothing about it. It would always be inadequate and slow for a large-scale pandemic, but a pandemic would never happen, they hoped. This is Trump's Twitter. President Obama made changes that only further complicated things. That's true. That's a fact. These regulations stopped state labs from getting involved. The Obama response to the swine flu was a disaster with thousands dying and nothing meaningful was done to fix the testing problem until now. That is also a fact. The changes have been made. Fact. And testing will soon happen on a large scale basis. The red tape has been cut and is ready to go. I'm sorry we have to do this. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Not being coy, flippant, or silly about it. I'm really sorry I have to waste your time talking about the politics of a unquestioned national crisis right now. The severity of the problem, I think we can talk about the medical angle. If you listen to our interview today, I think has been the medical angle of it has been the hyperbolic language has hurt us a lot. But there's no question right now, given the shutdown, the economic damage being done, this is very serious. Anyone ignoring that is just lying to you. But sitting here and becoming punching bags for the media and the left, I challenged some knucklehead on Twitter this morning, journalist, CDC funding has been cut. It has? I'll challenge that again later too. Totally not true. The testing's Trump's fault. Ladies and gentlemen, that is totally false. The regulations that were stopping this were Obama-era regulations that he got rid of. And again, I'm genuinely sorry we got to do this. Let me go back to the, the, before the Daily Signal article. Let me show you Biden again yesterday, who Biden, who, who again, the media angle now, and why I was so mad at Geraldo, Biden has a better overview. He fleeced, plagiarized Trump's plan, 100%. But here's Biden again, showing you how these things, remember the two points I'm trying to get out? Don't fall for the Chinese propaganda. Mm-hmm. Calling it Wuhan is xenophobia, the Wuhan virus. It is the Wuhan virus. Second, Biden's got his hands on this. He does? Here's Biden yesterday during his speech about this, which Geraldo and others seem to love, repeating the Chinese propaganda that calling the Wuhan virus from Wuhan, the Wuhan virus, Wuhan virus from Wuhan, the Wuhan virus, calling the Wuhan virus what it is, is xenophobia. Calling it a foreign virus is really bad too. It is a virus from a foreign country. Listen to this knucklehead and tell me again how this is the guy you want in charge in this crisis. Check this out. Being overly dismissive or spreading misinformation is only going to hurt us and further advantage the spread of the disease. But neither should we panic or fall back on xenophobia. Labeling COVID-19 a foreign virus does not displace accountability for the misjudgments that have been taken thus far by the Trump administration. You think this guy's helping? No. There is your presumptive at this point, possible Democrat nominee for president in front of a national audience. Again, literally, and I hate that word, repeating Chinese propaganda. The Chinese unleashed this plague and they are desperate now to cover their tracks. And you have U.S. politicians in a major public policy role. This guy could be the president of the United States actively repeating Chinese propaganda. The best piece I've seen on this, Daily Signal, be in my show notes today. Please read this article. Please. Again, bongino.com slash newsletter. I'll email it to you. By Representative Jim Banks, Daily Signal. With coronavirus, the Chinese repeat the Soviets' Chernobyl failure. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened in Wuhan, the Wuhan virus, is a complete total indictment of the information blockade that flows out of every totalitarian socialist communist system. 
The Chinese who've been trying to tell the world that totalitarianism and socialism is the wave of the future need to do what the Soviets do when they tried to, did in Chernobyl when they tried to pull the wool over our eyes too and tried to hide the inherent weaknesses of totalitarianism and the lack of personal and press freedom. And the press here, ironically, is supporting this effort from the Daily Signal piece. This is well done. Read this piece. Show you just how bad what the Chinese did on this. The first cases were recorded in Wuhan early December. By the end of the month, authorities understood there was an outbreak and an unknown virus in December. An accurate picture of what happened next is impossible. Why? Because Chinese authorities seem to have muzzled scientific reporting. Because case numbers were stagnant and contained to Wuhan province, even though patients were testing positive in Thailand, Singapore, and Japan. During the next, next month or so, Chinese authorities not only failed to act or treat the virus seriously, they actively censored anyone discussing it. Eight doctors discussed the virus on social media and a private chat group, nonetheless, but the Chinese government detained them. For liberals, that means put them in a prison and shut down their discussion. Authorities also lied, insisting the coronavirus could not spread human to human, even though they knew it could. Ladies and gentlemen, in a free country, even when a press is abysmal as ours, you would never be able to hide that. You can't even hide the fact that there have been shortcomings in testing here, even though the Trump administration is trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. Totalitarianism is death. It's destruction. It's the destruction of liberty, of the free flow of information. And the Chinese are desperately covering this up, that this virus originated in Wuhan because they don't want you to believe totalitarianism is the cancer it's always been. They are repeating the exact same mistakes of the Soviet Union during Chernobyl. And sadly, U.S. media representatives, the bad ones, not the good ones, and some people in the media, the talking head, are repeating this nonsense. Showing you how bad Biden's been in the past, by the way, mm -hmm. in case you think Biden is the Messiah here and is your answer. Here is a video of Obama White House press secretary from years ago during the Obama-Biden administration, or as Biden calls it, the O'Biden administration, his words, not mine. Here is Robert Gibbs trying to clean up the response of Joe Biden when Joe Biden was the actual vice president. During the swine flu outbreak, this is not a joke. Hat tip the Trump team for, for uh, finding this one. Check this out. My other question has to do with remarks that Vice President Biden made this morning on television. Uh, representatives of the travel industry uh, have accused the vice president of uh, coming close to fear mongering uh, because of his comments. And I'm wondering if you wanted to clarify or correct or uh, apologize for the remarks that he well, made. Well, um, I think the... Uh, what the vice president meant to say was uh, the same thing that, uh, again, many members have said in the last few days, what he said and what he meant to say. Uh, with all due respect, and I sympathize with you trying to explain the vice president's comments, but that's not even remotely close to what he said. He no, was no, asked I, about I understand. if a member of his family... Jake, I understand what he said, and I'm, I'm telling you what he meant to say, which was that uh, obviously if anybody was unduly alarmed for whatever reason, uh, uh, we, uh, we would apologize for that. And uh, I hope that my remarks and the remarks of the people at the CDC and uh, Secretary Napolitano have appropriately cleared up uh, what he meant to say. So just to be clear on this, for all the media talking heads who think Biden has a better overview or grasp of what's going on right now during the crisis. First, he fleeced Trump's plan almost at times word for word or principle for principle at a minimum. And then when Biden was the actual vice president, which with constitutional powers and authority under the EOP, executive office of the president as the number two executive in the country, he blew it so badly during the swine flu that the press in that room, did you catch it three quarters of the way through, Joe? Did you hear it? We're actually laughing yeah. at the White House press, press uh, spokesman, Robert yeah. Gibbs, trying to clean up the mess and the panic Biden created. Uh, folks, rewind that. You're watching on YouTube. Hit the back button. Tap it a couple times. It goes back 10 seconds each time. They are actually laughing. That was Jake Tapper for uh, questioning Robert Gibbs. They're laughing at him. But yeah, this is the guy you want in charge.
You must be kidding me. Couple other quick points showing you the media nonsense going on here. Here is a CNN commentator who was supposed to be some kind of law enforcement specialist. I don't know how long she was in the FBI, but I've had back and forth with her on Twitter. She blocked me, which is probably a smart move, candidly, because her nonsense was getting so ridiculous. I was calling her out all the time. But this is a tweet, again, by CNN. You want to talk about, again, dopey, stupid information out there just meant to confuse you in a time of crisis. Here is Asha Rangpapa. Forgive me if I'm Rangappa. Forgive me if you're saying your name. It's not intentional. But at Asha Rangappa, who says, uh, Biden is not reading from a teleprompter. His voice modulates and he's not a sedated zombie taking a shot at Trump, by the way. He understands the problem. He actually cares. Hat tip Ryan Savidra at the Daily Wire. If you're watching on YouTube, you get the joke right now. If you're listening at home, you don't need to get the joke because there's a photo included at the bottom of this tweet where there are actual teleprompters in the photo that Ryan Savidra had to circle for Asha, who tweeted out, quote, Biden is not reading from a teleprompter with a photo of actual teleprompters in the photo. I am not kidding. Again, this is our media right now. When they're not advocating and advancing how powerful Biden is, although he fleeced totally Trump's plan, they're actively propagating Chinese propaganda and otherwise totally, completely unhelpful in a time of the crisis. Um, some good news, you know, God bless Tom Hanks and everyone who's fallen victim to the coronavirus, not just the celebrities. You know, we're not elitists here, but Tom Hanks, a child of God, like all of us are. And so is his wife, Rita Wilson. I told you yesterday, Tom Hanks could be doing us an enormous public service here. If he recovers from this and puts out the information and shows us this is not a death sentence, it's a serious threat, but it's not a serious threat, serious enough to tank our entire economy and put the world into a global recession, that will be a serious threat. My wife picked this out, hat tip Paula. Thank you, Tom Hanks. I mean it for putting out this picture. He doesn't look great. Looks like he's a little ill, but he doesn't look bad either. He's there with his wife, Rita Wilson. They both have hats on. Basically putting out that, hey, you know, we're doing all right. We've been taken good care of. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, I used to say when I ran for office, the problem the Republicans have when they're talking about policy is they don't make things bleed. And what I meant by that is they don't make things personal. The Democrats know to use emotion. Republicans, we don't. We walk into a methadone clinic, as my friend Brian always used to say, and we want to argue about the Laffer curve. That's great, but that's not that person's problem right there. They're addicted to drugs. They don't want to talk about the Laffer curve and marginal income tax rates. I'm sorry. We have been entirely ineffective, pre-Donald Trump, who relishes in using emotion, in tying emotion to our arguments. I'm not saying we shouldn't use facts. I'm saying sometimes to get through to people, emotion should be the tip of the spear. Things are more emotional when you know the people involved. Always, by default, this is common sense. God forbid someone in your family gets ill with this, it'll be more personal to you. If they recover, the, the, what, the uh, severity of the disease will be more personal too. It was bad, but we got through it. Ladies and gentlemen, that applies to celebrities and sports figures too. We feel like we know them. We've seen their movies. Gosh, I was watching Tom Hanks and Bosom Buddies 30, 40 years ago. I don't even know how long ago that was. You feel like you know him. If he recovers from this and is no worse for the wear, he will have done the nation a big service by showing everyone this is not a death sentence. All right, I got a lot more news. I'm sorry I've been heavy on corona, but obviously it's a big news week. All right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, let's get to my second sponsor today. Um, I Again, I... They are a sponsor. They paid for advertising. It's clear. But I specifically asked them to advertise in these last few weeks because I feel like and always have preparedness matters. It's not a talking point. I don't need new advertisers. We have, we're, you know, we sell out almost all the time. But this is a company I love working with. Ladies and gentlemen, Patriot Supply. This week, we woke up to this really bad news. A spike in some viral cases in Italy, the market losing a dramatic portion of its value. A lot of this happened overnight. The warning signs were there since December, as I just read to you in that last thing. And then this thing exploded. Ladies and gentlemen, if you knew about emergencies, they wouldn't be emergencies. We'd mitigate them and be prepared. The thing about emergencies, they punch you in the face when you're not looking. Well, be ready. Have your hands up. How do you keep your hands up? You go to My Patriot Supply. Now, what do they provide? Emergency food and emergency items. They have been flooded, flooded with orders from listeners. They can barely keep up with the demand. But... If you go today to preparewithdan.com and reserve your two-week emergency food kit today, 
Normally, they'd ship in two days. We're just being candid with you. As of today, they're projecting at least two weeks and more. But ladies and gentlemen, right now is the best time to have it and not need it than to need it and God forbid not have it. Their food and meals include breakfast, lunches, and dinners. It lasts up to 25 years in storage. Prepare now. My Patriot Supply is still honoring their 45% off special and will ship as fast as they can. They're not gouging you here. Time is running out to prepare. Don't wait. Don't face the prospect of empty store shelves. Get They'll go, please, I'm, I'm humbly, ladies and gentlemen, if I had enough money, I'd pay for you all to do this. I don't. I'm not Bill Gates. It's already happening now. You're seeing some of these supermarkets. Preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. Go today. Reserve your emergency food supply today. We ensure everything in our lives that matters. This is the time to ensure your food supply. Hopefully you won't need it. Don't take that chance. Go to preparewithdan.com today. Thanks to Patriot Supply for being on board. All right. There's a lot of other things going on. And given that we did this special today for Corona, which I think is great, I think you're going to love with the doctor. There's some other things I don't want you to miss out on, including an excellent piece I tweeted out last night from the great Kimberly Strassel at the Wall Street Journal, which is absolutely worth your time. You may have missed this, but Adam Schiff has some splaining to do. Huh? Some splaining. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, listen, I'm with you. I am. Pissed. Can I say that, Joe? I'm sorry. I know yeah, it's a man, family is cool. I'm PO'd. Yeah. Believe me, that. Yeah, pissed. Okay, I'll say pissed. That's cool. Uh, the glacial pace of justice. Justice seems to be dead in the country. You know, Agreed. everybody who was involved in the Spygate plot, people like Adam Schiff who do whatever they want, get away with everything, and Donald Trump uh, gets impeached on a hoax. Having said that, when things happen, even if they're small steps, we should smile a little bit. I mean, this isn't the greatest measure in the world to get uh, you know, some justice for what Adam Schiff has done. But it is a small step. Let's get right to it. Here's the article by Kim Strassel. Again, 100% worth your time. Adam Schiff's surveillance state. An FCC official. Finally, Joe, a government bureaucrat with some cojones, some tomatoes. <laughs> An FCC official calls him out for obtaining call records without judicial review. Kim Strassel from yesterday. Ah. Finally, the yeah. swamp strikes back in a good way. So here's the story. This guy, Brendan Carr, who's the FCC commissioner, Federal Communications Commission, it's like, wait, wait, wait. We have all these restrictions about how people can obtain phone records. Elite, I can't just obtain Joe Armacost's phone records. You need a subpoena. And yeah. Joe has the right to fight it legally. We have an adversarial judicial system where if I'm an investigator and I say, I want Joe's phone records in some civil suit, Joe has the right to say, I'm going to challenge that. Mm -hmm. I may win, I may not, but Joe has the right in a constitutional republic to fight these subpoenas. The Trump administration's done it often. But that's not what happened in this case. Adam Schiff, sleazeball, slimeball Schiff, decided it would be a good idea to go grab phone records for Rudy Giuliani, Congressman Devin Nunes, and others, and did it behind closed doors so they didn't even have the right to fight back. And now the FCC, the Federal Communication Commission, which regulates this, Brendan, hat tip, Brendan Carr's like, no, 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 no. You're not exempt because you're a sleazeball congressman from California, Adam Schiff. Let's go to this screenshot from the piece. Impeachment may be over, quote, but Mr. Carr, FCC commissioner, hasn't forgotten this abuse of power by Schiff. And his letter, which Kimberly Strassel got her hands on, mm -hmm. Calls for answers and reform. Good for you. The FCC takes call privacy seriously. Only recently having proposed some 200 million in fines on phone carriers for failing to protect customer data. Mr. Carr's message to Schiff is that Congress doesn't get a pass on this. It's not entitled automatically to a secret and partisan process that deprives Americans of their legal right to maintain the privacy of this sensitive information. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. That's at least a twofer. Yeah, it's a twofer, baby. Definitely. I know you were going there, but I just <laughs> wanted to make sure we... That's a double did, Muttley if there it. ever was one. Good for... We needed a Muttley. It's been... Like, given everything going <laughs> on, there's been a two-week Muttley drought. Everybody needs a Muttley on a Friday. <laughs> Combine that with our debunking a lot of myths about... I think today we'll put you at ease. Even producer uh, Drew, who produces the video portion of the show, who's already mm. listened to my interview with the coronavirus doctor, said... Good job. It put my wife at ease a little bit. Mm -hmm. Good for you, FCC Commissioner Carr. And I hope 
if these phone companies just gave this stuff to Schiff without the appropriate authority, that the fines are nasty. Oh. Nasty. Oh. Nasty. Oh. Now, showing you the slimy sleazery, yeah, I made that up, of what Adam Schiff actually did to obtain the phone records of Rudy Giuliani and Congressman Devin Nunes, because he has a slime ball and a sleaze. That's what he does. Here's another uh, screenshot from the Wall Street Journal piece. Excellent piece again. Quote, this history is what made Adam Schiff's subpoenas so devious and abusive. He issued them secretly. He didn't notify his targets and Republican committee members were barred from telling the public what they knew about the subpoenas. Ladies and gentlemen, this is like police state stuff. Kim goes on, quote, worse, Schiff deceived one of his targets. He sent a subpoena for call records to Giuliani on September 30th and suggested Giuliani had two weeks to work with him. Even as Schiff was already secretly demanding Giuliani's call records from a phone carrier. Oh, boy. Again, is this the most dramatic moment of justice we've seen yet for Adam Schiff? No. But folks, again, I'm as upset as you are about the glacial, sometimes non-existent pace of justice in this country. I use air quotes because justice seems to be dead. But some people are standing up and some small things are happening. Adam Schiff's not going to be able to gaff this off. You can't be a big government Democrat like Schiff and say, oh, we need government regulators like the FCC. And then when the regulations impact a devious little sleazy plot like you pulled, say, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me. He's going to have to answer those questions. And so are those phone carriers. I don't want all of this stuff to get lost in the coronavirus coverage. There's right. a lot going on. And we're not going to miss that on this show. Okay, more news. So um, I was stunned by this, I have to tell you. I did not know AOC was going to be on Fox last night. I mean, not that Fox reports to me their guest line. I mean, I worked there, but they're under no obligation. To, hey, Dan, here's our guest lineup for today. I, I didn't know it. I had no idea. Uh, AOC appeared on Brett Baer's show, which I really enjoy. It's 6 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Brett's a good guy. And Brett's a news guy. I'm an opinion guy. We're on different sides of the fence at Fox. That's okay. But uh, Brett Bear had AOC on, and AOC gave an answer to one of Brett's questions. At <laughs> <laughs> Brett's a nice guy. I'm, I'm not so much most of the time. I'm trying to be kind here, but AOC gave an answer to one of Brett's questions that was so stupid. I, I tweeted out immediately. If you look at the timeline, my Twitter feed yesterday corresponds to right after <laughs> AOC said this. I tweeted out, I'm stunned that AOC is the intellectual tip of the spear on the left now. Almost nothing, nothing this woman says of substance has any veracity or truth to it at all. I, I, I honestly don't know if she makes it up or if someone tells her to lie and says, like, don't worry, the media won't fact check you. I don't. I'm, I'm dead serious. I don't know. Is she making it up because she just doesn't know anything? Let me get to it. Here's a clip. Brett asked her a great question. He says, uh, listen, you know, Congresswoman, you keep talking about this like revolution in the Democrat Party, but you keep losing like everywhere. All your revolutionaries. Again, I'll take one plumber for a thousand revolutionaries to quote that movie, Seven Days in Entebbe. All your revolutionaries, they're so revolutionary, Joe, they don't even want to vote. <laughs> and she gives a ridiculous answer about, well, they had to wait in line. Some revolutionaries, Joe, they don't even want to wait in line. <laughs> Listen to this absurdity, and I'll debunk this stupid talking point immediately when we're done. Check this out. You did a, a campaign event at the University of Michigan. You had 10,000 people. It was like a rock star status. Uh, but those kids did not show up, mm -hmm. at least if you look at the numbers. I mean, just overall, this, yeah. this race. Yeah. So, so how can you say the progressive position is still prevailing nationwide when Joe Biden is winning mm -hmm. so much? Well, I think one thing that we that isn't being talked about is the rampant voter suppression in this country. Right there in Ann Arbor, where we had that uh, rally, those kids were waiting three hours in line to vote in Michigan. And so when we talk about who's turning out and who's not turning out, we absolutely... So just to be clear, you're saying that you think voters didn't get to vote, they wanted to vote in Michigan? Absolutely. I love Brett. Brett is the nicest guy. Brett, Bill Hammer. Again, they're on the news side. I'm on the opinion. I'm not sharing any, you know, behind the scenes dirty looks. There's no dirty laundry. Share. Are genuinely nice guys. I'm not BSing you. I'm not putting lipstick on something like, hey, he works there. Of course, because I'm telling you a fact. They are super nice guys. Even Brett is like incredulous over this comment. He's like, wait, 
He's like, <laughs> so you're suggesting that the vote was somehow suppressed in Michigan, that voters were prevented from voting? Now, let me just get to that point. But before I get to the part one, sub A, subsection two of AOC's stupidity in that comment. So, Joe, you would think if AOC, who claims to be this intellectual scion on the left and who knows not, nothing she says of substance is ever accurate. Right. That if there was a voter suppression effort going on in Michigan mm -hmm. that now has a Democrat governor, wouldn't one, we blame the Democrats? I'm just <laughs> asking. <laughs> but if that was happening in a state led by a Democrat, <laughs> there would be evidence that votes were actually suppressed. I, I, I know I'm going through this slowly. Forgive me oh. for the conservatives and libertarians in the audience who are like, why is he talking so slow? Because liberals are listening and facts and data mean nothing. They hear something from AOC and it's automatically perceived as being true, despite the fact that it's always horse manure. Common sense. AOC, voters were suppressed in Michigan. Okay, is there actual evidence of suppression? In other words, votes didn't turn out. Or isn't the Democrat in charge in Michigan right now? Let's go to this piece in the New York Post by John Podhoritz, who hates my guts, but nonetheless, there's a good data point here. <laughs> New York Post piece about actual voter turnout in Michigan. I mean, facts should matter, right? Podhoritz's piece, he doesn't like Trump, by the way. He says these Democratic primary numbers should have Trump extremely worried. But if you go down in the piece, about three quarters of the way down, you'll see this little nugget in there. Clearly about massive voter suppression in Michigan, right, Joe? Because AOC is always right. Um, no, eh, you'd be wrong. Quote, hmm. then on Tuesday came Michigan, where more than 1.5 million Democrats turned out in another easy Joe Biden romp over Bernie Sanders. Again, quote, that's big. In 2016, 1.1 million. Wait, 1.1 million Democrats voted in the primary? Oh, wait, wait, come on, come on. Hold on. Uh, let me read the that I'm, I'm trying to figure this out because AOC said there was a voter suppression. Oh. That was about 50% of the Democrat turnout in Michigan in November 26 of in November of 2016 of 2.2 million. Okay, so I'm scratching my <sighs> head. Here. So the 2016 Democrat primary, 1.1 million Democrats. Yeah. But Horitz is writing an article saying, hey, Democrat primary turnout is off the charts. Trump should be worried. We know 1.5 million showed up now. Ah. 1.5, 400,000 more. I, I'm, I'm confused. AOC told us there was voter suppression. Ah. Now, just to be clear, if mm -hmm. votes were being suppressed in Michigan by the Democrat governor of Michigan mm -hmm. and 400,000 more people showed up than showed up in 2016, yeah. The Republicans better get on that voter suppression because it clearly leads to some heavy duty turnout. <laughs> Whatever voter suppression the Democrat governor was engaged in, Republican yeah. governors should do everywhere because the turnout was off. You'd have Republican turnout everywhere. <laughs> Again, I'm just asking you to facts matter anymore. Or are you listening to this numbskull on Fox? That's data point number one, debunking the pure fact non-fact-based stupidity of her supposed facts, which she always just makes up. But second, again, the, hilari the hilarity of this, which I kind of touched on before, mm. this is your revolutionary? What, younger voters in Michigan? I'm not knocking younger voters, please. But your revolutionary is this younger generation. AOC's like, don't cry for me, Argentina. She's the new Avita Perón. She's leading this socialist movement everywhere. And her clarion call is, we want change so bad that we don't even want to sit in lines to vote. Ooh. This is, this is again, why I cannot say to you enough. Drew sent me a funny clip to video produced by From Braveheart. Wait, do not flee, please. <laughs> when the Scots flee the battle... These leftist revolutionaries you're looking at are total chumps. They don't even want to wait online to vote. And this is going to be the hostile takeover of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're staring them down on the electoral battlefield, do not flee. Please. They don't even want to wait online to vote. 
And Joe, one more. They apparently can't figure yeah. out how to do vote by mail or absentee either, which in Florida takes two seconds. I live in Martin County. You go to the Martin County election website. It says vote by mail. There's a big button here. It's like this big vote by <laughs> mail. Click button. Please include address. Oh, address. What's my address? Go to your mailbox and figure it out. Address. Send me ballot. The complications, Joe. I mean, excuse me. The directions, too, are really hard when you get it. Of course, I'm being facetious here and silly. Yeah. You get it, it says, please check box. Uh, liberals, check. Uh, is that a check? There's or nothing in X? there. I'm <laughs> I can't. And then it says, Joe, the, the instructions yeah. are, this is the revolutionaries. You can't figure this out. Yeah. Then it says, at least in Florida, in bold letters, you must sign this for your vote to be counted. And it has a box, Joe, that says you'll never believe what the box says. Now, nah, come Joe, on. No, come on. I, get ready. Stop. It has an yeah. X next to it, too. <laughs> I'm going to write this out. It, say, <laughs> it says this. <laughs> you can see it says signature <laughs> with an X. Come on now. I know that's a lot for you revolutionaries out there. But you can, yes, you have to know two things. You have to know how to sign your name and you have to know your address. And you could have actually voted by mail or absentee. But again, viva la revolution. Napoleon Bonaparte, they are not. Remember, do not flee, please. These are the biggest chumps Ever. Oh my gosh, I'm crying here. Sorry. Yeah. You saw my belly button there. I can't take it. These are the people we're terrified of. Oh my God, I know I shouldn't be touching my face, but I'm literally crying here. I can't get over how the, the, how we, we are so terrified of these people. You know who those revolutionaries are waiting online? They're waiting online behind Trump supporters that went out to vote in Michigan, despite the fact they didn't even have to in many cases, at least if they were there to support Trump because he's the presumptive nominee. You waited online. Signature X. <laughs> I can't figure it out. They can't figure. Oh, I'm telling you. Please watch that movie, Seven Days in Entebbe, just for that one line. Give me a thousand revolutionaries for one plumber. I'm not kidding. I tweeted that out about electricians this morning. Some guy thought it was an insult to electricians. An insult. It's a compliment. Mm. Yeah. I'm not kidding. What would the world do without electricians? We'd have no lights. What would the world do without revolutionaries? They'd all figure out how to vote by mail, except the no revolutionaries. But I'm laughing at my own show. You should never do that. Self-praise uh, things. We needed uh, that. I'm sorry. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Oh, we needed this so bad. Yeah, All did. right, I do have a nah. final sponsor. And I got more news. Don't go anywhere. I still got this legal insurrection story. Where <laughs> unintentionally hilarious. A New York Times reporter, Joe, is actually confused as to why Trump supporters don't... <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this show today. Confused as to why Trump supporters don't trust the media. This is real. <laughs> oh, God. Another revolution. I know. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm backing away from the mic. By the way, Joe, just FYI, yeah. we'll keep this at, you're going to have to cut that BS thing out. I actually said bull on the air. For, so for the audio, oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for uh, KABC, okay. keep that on you. But you're going to have to, right. for you KABC listeners, that aired on our YouTube a little differently. But for you, we'll take care of you. There's gotcha. some FCC stuff we got <laughs> to worry about there. <laughs> New York Times, they can't figure out why Trump supporters don't trust the media. These are your revolutionaries. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I got a landscaper outside now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Give me one landscaper for 10 million revolutionaries. Yeah. 10 million revolutionaries aren't worth one good landscape. They're not. These people are hilarious. They can't figure out how to sign a ballot, how to vote, and they can't figure out why we may be a little upset at the media. Oh, my gosh. Okay, getting back to the show. I got to get some, I'm sorry, folks. I just really needed some comic relief. Hey, don't you wish you were at the post office right now? Heck no. 
Me neither. <laughs> we hated at Bongino Inc. We can't stand going to the post office. Long lines for parking, long lines inside. Listen, running a business like we do here, keeping up with your schedule takes a lot. There aren't enough hours in the day. Well, save time, save money right now with stamps.com. Now's the time to do it. Businesses are going to get leaner over the next few months. Stop giving your competitors a competitive advantage. They're using stamps.com to save money and time, both of significant value to you, especially now. Anything you can do with the post office, you can do at stamps.com. Their on-demand postage means you can skip those trips to the post office. You can save money with discounts you can't even get at the post office. Folks, we'd be lost without this. I don't have the time or the money to be wasting going to the post office. I need the deals and I need to save time. Stamps.com has answered all our problems here where we're running a business. We have Bongino Report, Bongino.com, the website, the YouTube channel, our deals with Fox and otherwise. We're running a business. Stamps.com has been the answer for us. You can print out official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. That's right. When your mail's ready, hand it to your mail carrier, drop it in the mailbox. That's what I do. Walk down the driveway, put the flag up, we're good. Time isn't the only thing you'll be saving. With stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off shipping rates. That's right. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters and there's no equipment to lease and no long-term commitments. Stamps.com is the biggest no-brainer in business right now. It'll save you time and money and it's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and the digital scale without any long-term commitments. Just go to stamps.com, click on that microphone at the top of the homepage. We appreciate that. And type in Dan, D-A-N. Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, enter Dan, D-A-N. We really appreciate it. Thanks, stamps.com. Okay. So um, I teed this thing up, obviously, uh, laughing a little bit, but... uh, the great blog uh, or website, I should say, Legal Insurrection. He has a blog on there. Legal Insurrection is just terrific. I've been going there for years. William Jacobson runs it. They had this article up. I saw this tweet yesterday. I had a laugh. Um, this New York Times reporter that t- made put out this tweet, and she was genuinely perplexed as to why Trump supporters uh, think that the media is not to be trusted. Headline, William Jacobson, Legal Insurrection. New York Times reporter, quote, Disdain for and distrust of the media right now is worse than I've seen at any point throughout this presidency. This tweet was, I'm not piling on the Times reporter because she got, I think, ratioed into the phantom zone with this on Twitter. But really? Why? I mean, why are you confused about this? I I just took a short list because I I have other stories I want to get to here. But the collusion hoax you promoted, New York Times, the Ukraine hoax, the impeachment hoax, the Biden didn't do anything wrong hoax. The Flynn is guilty hoax, the Deutsche Bank hoax, the Don Jr. hoax, the Scaramucci hoax. I mean, this is just a short, I could go on for days. And you're wondering why we don't trust you. Now, of course, we have your outrageous, ridiculous coverage of the coronavirus where you're just absolutely committed to lying to people all the time. Not specifically the woman who wrote that tweet. I'm not, I don't follow her, so I don't know what she wrote. You know, I don't want to do what they do to us. Maybe she is confused. Why she is is perplexing to me. But folks, again, this morning, I saw a mainstream media reporter tweet out, you want to know why we don't trust you? A piece of easily debunked false information that any knucklehead with an iPhone or access to the internet at the library could figure out in under 10 seconds. Less. Here's an article by the Mises.org, a great blog, good website, about CDC funding. I saw a reporter this, you look at my Twitter feed, you see where I challenge him, who tweeted out again that the Trump administration has cut the CDC budget. Mises Institute by Ryan McMacken. The CDC's budget is larger now than under Obama. Folks, these are supposed reporters and journalists. You can't look this up. For those of you liberals who have a tough time with this stuff and reporters, I mean, sir, don't ever call me a reporter. I will block you on Twitter immediately. It, don't humiliate me like that. You wonder why we don't believe you? Here's a simple chart from the Mises.org piece. It's in the show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Look at it yourself. Quote, here's the reality. The CDC's budget is now more than 7% larger than it was under President Obama's last two budgets. 
That is, the actual enacted program budgets for the CDC in 2016 and 2017 were both under $7.2 billion. But for 2020, the budget Congress adopted for the CDC is $7.7 billion. That can't be. How is that? They have an actual chart for liberals who need visual learning, like color by numbers and kids' books with pictures, um, to show you how dumb you are for propagating a talking point that is patently false. Can you not do research? The enacted budget for the CDC under Trump, $7.7 billion. The Obama budget, $7.2 billion. Keep in mind, I'm not saying I necessarily even agree with these levels of spending. We'll see if it's needed and what it does. We may need more, we may need less. I'm simply suggesting to you again, you want to know why we don't believe you about anything? Because you lie all the time. You lie about things that we can research and debunk in seconds. This is not hard. Yet you will continue to see liberals with 72-inch thick vibranium-coated skulls and their media sycophantic acolytes continue to promote a talking point that is simply made up. It is not true. There is zero basis in fact whatsoever. Sorry, a little stuffy today. All right, last uh, point, and we'll run. I was going to hold this for next week, but Paula brought this up, and it's a really good story. Showing you again what the Democrats and their media allies have been wasting their time with, why this crisis broke out, and they continue to fillet Trump for things that the Obama administration did. There's an excellent piece in Breitbart, worth your time. Hat tip Paul on this one, pick this one out. Joel Pollack, Breitbart. Democrats pushed impeachment while coronavirus spread. Folks, there's a time. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll put it up on the screen. If you want to look at it, youtube.com slash Bongino. If you want to read the article, go to the show notes. There is a devastating timeline of the Wuhan virus outbreak and what the Democrats are doing. I'll just give you one line while this was happening. January 21st, the first person with uh, corona arrives in the United States from China where he'd been in Wuhan. January 23rd, what was the House doing, Joe? Hmm. The House impeachment managers make their opening arguments for removing President Trump. Yeah. January 23rd, China closes off the city of Wuhan completely to stop the spread. January 30th, senators begin asking two days of questions on both sides in the president's impeachment trial. Ladies and gentlemen, it goes on and on. Read the article yourself. It is devastating. Yet you want to argue to me now, just to be clear, that the Democrats and Joe Biden, who while the Wuhan virus was raging throughout China, creating what has now become a national crisis, no question about that. Again, I'm not talking about the healthcare portion of it or the severity. We addressed that with the doctor today. The market has been crushed. The media has done a dreadful job. While all this was happening, what were the Democrats doing? Impeaching President Trump and holding a trial on a hoax. These are the knuckleheads you want in charge? You want more evidence of how ridiculous? As a member of my family, I'm not going to say who, but reached out to me yesterday and texting me feverishly saying, when is this payroll tax cut going to happen or a tax cut so we can get some money in our pockets? I said to him, it's probably not anytime soon, sadly, because of the Democrats. Why? Look at this Daily Caller article. It's not a joke. Exclusive at the Daily Caller. Again, up in the show notes today. Read this one. Christian Daytalk does great work over there. Exclusive. Daily Caller. White House officials allege Speaker Pelosi's pushing to include Hyde Amendment loophole into coronavirus stimulus plan? Wait, what? Hyde Amendment funding. You know what that is? The Hyde Amendment's a prohibition on federal funding using taxpayer dollars for abortion. What the hell does that have to do with coronavirus spending? The answer is nothing. Yeah. The Democrats just never let a crisis go to waste, to quote Rahm Emanuel. And they love abortion. It's a sacrament. So they figure they'll take advantage of a national crisis in corona. Let's slip in a bill that can get some federal taxpayer money so we can terminate some more life in the womb. Yeah, that's a policy priority for us. This really happened. You want to know why you're not getting a tax cut or a payroll tax cut right now in this economic crisis we're going through? Because Nancy Pelosi wants to make sure we abort more babies with your tax money first. 
Not kidding, folks. That is not a joke. That is actually happening. <sighs> a lot on that show, I know. Yeah, Thank man. you for tuning in. Again, we have two shows today. Please listen to the other show. It's one of our interview series shows with Dr. Chris Centeno from RegenX. It is an excellent show. It's about 40 minutes of facts versus fiction on the coronavirus. We don't do a lot of politics on it. It's not That's not what that show was designed for. Please listen to it. I, I, we put a lot of work into it, and the doctor was very generous with his time. It was an excellent interview. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're close to 400,000 subscribers, which is really amazing. We've only been up and running for a year now. YouTube.com slash Dan Bongino. Hit that subscribe button. It's free. We genuinely appreciate it. Thanks a lot, folks. God bless you. Stay safe this weekend. I'm going to tell you to wash your hands. You already know that. That's patronizing. Everybody figures that out. But please, you matter to me. We all matter to each other. We're all children of God. Take care of each other. I really appreciate you all coming to me as a source of information. I'm trying to do my best in this crisis, too. It's hitting us pretty hard over here. We'll go into that another time. I'll see you all on Monday. Thanks. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.